At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Happy Friday, if this is when you're listening to this. But this is the kind of pod that you can listen to on any given day, uh, because by the time you hear this, I will hopefully be very relaxed on vacation, but we didn't want to skip the pod on Friday. So instead, we're going to do a very cool profile on one of my favorite people in the sports betting world, Pamela Maldonado of Yahoo Sportsbook. We get into how she got into sports betting, her favorite things to bet, her process, trusting the process, best advice, all the good nitty gritty, plus what she likes to do outside of sports betting. Yes, we all have lives, despite what you might think. And no, her answer was not long walks on the beach, which believe me, I was just as bummed as you are. But before we get into that, let's talk about some futures odds. The Dodgers, 4-1 to one to win the World Series, plus 220 to win the NL, and minus 286 to win the National League West. They host the Guardians over the weekend. In case you missed it, spoke with Adam Burke about those games on Wednesday's pod. The Angels are 60 to 1 to win the World Series, 22 to 1 to win the AL, and 8 to 1 to win the AL West. Still visiting the Mariners over the weekend. The Sparks still 30 to 1 to win the WNBA championship and back in action Saturday at the Dallas Wings. And then, of course, we have NFL. The Rams plus 125 to win the NFC West, 5 to 1 to win the NFC, and 11 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Week one, Bills at Rams. The Rams plus one. You know we're going to throw that in a teaser. Which one? Which one will it be? Minus 110 on either side of the money line and total 52. 
And then the Chargers, plus 240 to win the AFC West, 8-1 to to win the AFC, and 16-1 to to win the Super Bowl. They're also in action. Raiders at Chargers. And the Chargers, minus 3.5. This was 4, so a little bit of movement there. Minus 190 for Chargers money line. And the total for this one also sitting at 52. Plus... The U.S. Open is going on now, and Bet Rivers is giving you extra reasons to tune in and play. Just log in each day of the U.S. Open and receive a free profit boost to power up your tournament bet. Every round, a new boost for you to use before the round starts or while the players are on the course. Terms and conditions do apply. See site for details. Make your U.S. Open bets every day and get an extra boost while doing it at Bet Rivers. Go to the Bet Rivers app or visit BetRivers.com. And again, you can find all these odds and so much more on BetRivers.com. Let's welcome in Pamela Maldonado. Pam, thank you so much for joining us again. I actually checked on Skype and it said we haven't talked in seven months on the podcast. So welcome back to the show. It's seven months. Has time really gone that fast? My gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if you can believe it, now football is right around the corner again, which I am not really ready for yet. I can't believe we're talking about NFL futures already in June. Um, it's exciting, though. It's right around the time. So I used to work in poker and I knew... When I would start getting excited for football was around the, the World Series of Poker main event, which is in mid-July. So that's around the time that like my inner clock is like, hey, football is coming. So I'm not quite there yet, but I will be. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned it there. We're going to start, obviously. We're going to, I mean, I was going to say 20 questions with you, but I think we're going to not even get into that many. So we're just going to go. We're going to see how many we get into. You mentioned that yeah. you started in poker. So how did you get into sports betting? Um what's right next to the poker room the sports book <laughs> so it was just like an easy walk across figure it out the true story was that i was always talking about football you're around guys poker is nothing but guys i was typically almost always the only girl that was on the poker table and more often than not during college football season i'm talking about the longhorns poker horns that's where i graduated from so i'm talking about them i'm talking about the big 12 and people are like oh you're really good have you ever bet on your stuff no. Hey, the sports book is right there. Well, then I just walked right on over and I haven't stopped betting since. So <laughs> poker and sports betting next door. I think the casinos know what they're doing. So between poker and sports betting, which do you like better and why? Sports, 100,000 million percent <laughs> and it's not even a question. For poker, in order for you to make money, you have to actually sit your ass on the table and grind. You're playing mm -hmm. upwards, especially in a cash game. You could be playing anywhere between, like, maybe a good session is, like, three hours, or you're there for, like, 12 hours grinding all night on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, into the wee hours of the morning, playing the 11 a.m. crowd, playing the, the <laughs> 6 a.m. rolls out of the club crowd. I don't want to be there. You don't do that in sports. I wake up, I watch it on my phone, I scroll through scores, I go out, live life, and just like, yeah, 100% sports betting all the way. I like that the 6 a.m. poker crowd is like, they've been up all night, but usually a 6 a.m. crowd is like the people who just woke up at the start of the day. Those are the people that we admire. We're like, wow, they get up at 6 a.m. Not, no, not in poker. Nobody even wants to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch the, the London games in the NFL. So you especially don't get, yeah, 100% sports all the way. Uh, Okay, so then we're, we're glad that you're in this, obviously, now. <laughs> but 
I have to ask, because I know you do a lot of tennis, you work in some of the niche markets, but you also work with football. What is your favorite sport to handicap and why? Okay, this is a hard one. Um, so I'm going to go with football. To handicap, it has to be football because there's okay. just so many nuances to it because you have, especially for college, I'll say college specifically, because you have all of these smaller teams that no one pays attention to, the East Carolinas, no one's going to pay attention to Kent State, Maction, what's that? Those are the best markets that you want to focus oh, in Murray on. Oh, Tim Murray Vison likes the action, yes. you know. Oh, we love it. We love it. Um, yeah, 100%. Those are the smaller markets that you want to target because those are the ones that no one pays attention to. Everybody knows Alabama. Everybody knows the SEC teams, the Big 12. <laughs> you have to focus on the smaller teams. Um, but when it comes from, like, a fan perspective, oh, it is, like, I mean, I think it's perfectly split. Whoever invented sports thought, how can I make Pam happy? We'll have football in the fall <laughs> and tennis the rest of the year. It's a perfect combination for me. Well, since so your point about football, you want to kind of find the teams that aren't bet on as heavily. And so do you think that that's also why you like tennis so much is because it is a little bit more of a niche market. And so you're always looking for that edge. Um, no, I, th I love tennis because truly I believe it is the greatest sport on the planet. Um, oh, so that's like a, I love this sport one. This is this is my heart. This is it has my soul. Um, I think it is the most purest sport in all of sports. It is you have, and we're so blessed to have the big three and Rafael Nadal, and, you know Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer. This is a group of just imagine what your favorite sport is. I imagine that for a lot of people it's basketball right now. Just imagine if you had like three LeBron James, and they just dominated for twenty years. <laughs> like that's what we have right now in tennis, and I don't think people quite understand. I don't think they grasp like the magnitude of it, and it's just it is a beautiful sport. It is boxing from 80 feet oh, across from you. It is thrilling. It is majors specifically. It just it gets my heart going. I wake up for it. I change my I alter my schedule for it. It is something that I have a true passion for. I, I just I did not have on my bingo card that you're gonna be wax poetic about tennis. I did not. Know. I know that you. I know that you bet on it every week. I know that you like it, but I did not know that it reached that levels. And it makes me like it so much more because I know then like when you're putting these plays out that they're deeply personal then to you because you enjoy watching it so much. I have to imagine it's very difficult to. If I had to handicap LeBron versus LeBron, that would be very difficult. <laughs> well, just like imagine a scenario where um, a lot of people are like, oh, what's the what's the play? What's the play? You're in a final in a major. There's a certain point in the tennis tournament where I don't want to bet I want to watch as a fan because I want Nadal to win and he may be the he may be the favorite or I want the underdog mm -hmm. to win whatever the case may be I want a b and c to happen and I don't want money to taint the experience of the sport for me so usually when it gets to like the quarters the semifinals that's when I stop wagering and then I just purely enjoy it from a fan view and I can root for who I want for and I can yell at the screen at what's what's happening and I don't have any stress of money. <laughs> so tennis is interesting too because there's lots of intricate I'm not even going to try to pretend to understand tennis betting because <laughs> understanding the rules of tennis itself is I've always like wait remind me how many games what's going on but there's also a lot of props obviously in that market and then obviously the NFL has that as well do you bet props and if so is there like a sport or a type of prop that you gravitate towards? I usually do NFL props. Um, those mm -hmm. are going to be the props that I like the most just because they're fun to study because there's so many like intricacies and there's like a lot of so many players and there's just like so many different options. Um, you don't really have that many prop options available in college football. I wish there were, but there's definitely not nearly as much as college. Um, I mean, as NFL, but I think it's dependent on year by year. 
typically my strength in football, whether it's NFL or in college, is totals. So Mm -hmm. if one year I find that, hey, it kind of coincides with some of these prop plays, that's when I tend to do well in the props. And then when I find like, oh, well, I'm not really getting anything in the totals, but I'm getting something in like against the spread. Well, then that's kind of when my props tend to not be as good. (laughs) So it's kind of like market dependence, I think. Um, Props isn't something that I focus on solely. So it's something that I like to do, but I know that my strength is in total. So that's always where I'm going to go to first. Yeah. Okay. So that's where you would start your handicap because for me, yeah, props are something that I add on. It's more for fun for me to watch. Usually, Mm -hmm. obviously I don't want to bet something just like randomly. I'd like it to have a good chance of winning, but props are definitely something that's like an afterthought. Yeah. Let's actually talk about the props. Have you ever noticed that these are probably the worst market to be betting into because the juice on these are absurd sometimes. You're paying right. minus 115 plus for most of these props, if not all of them. Um, long, It's got to be negative EV long term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simple, like Just the simple math of it. No, but when you talk about that too, it's interesting because when I look at props, I was, I can even tell a new better, like you can tell which side of the prop to be on because it's already juiced that way for you. If you want to look mm-hmm. at some quick action to see if there's anything like there's usually, oh, this is juiced to minus 130. That's where all the money's already coming in on or even higher. Um, and so then if you look at those, you can see like, is that too high? And is there actual value on the other side of the under perhaps right. now? So that's actually one thing about props that I think is a little bit of a cheat code where you can go in and be like, what is, what is everyone already betting on? Because the juice is already there. So that's definitely true. It's not something I spend a lot of time on because, um, I, I just I've not been super successful with props. I would say I'm like 50-50 with props, which is which is pretty good, but definitely not my bread and butter. Do you prefer to bet higher volume amount of bets or lower volume? Because like I bet on the WNBA and I bet on every game. I like to bet in a side in a total if I can. But this season I've been trying to restrict myself a little bit to bets that I really, really like. Stick to bets that I really, really like. Hmm, that sounds like a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just mean, do you like to make a lot of, like, a large slate of bets, or do you like to have a couple and no, you put most of your units on those? No, yeah. So before <laughs> I got into the industry, actually, um, the way that I built up my reputation was that, oh, I had a 70% season. Okay, great. Mm. I, had a sev- I had a 70% season again. Okay, but if you look at my record, I bet 30 games total in oh. the entire tw- college football season. Now I'm betting like 30 stuff a day because of what we're doing. We're content creating. So we're always talking about plays. We're always talking about this sport and that sport. So I personally prefer low volume and I want it like this is 100% going to work out. None of that is a guarantee. There's no such thing. Mm -hmm. But you're betting these things because that is what you know is going to have a high, high probability of working out. Now I've definitely had to decrease the bet sizing and I've had to, because my volume is now increased because of the industry that I'm in content creating. So because of Mm. that, it's just kind of like the name of the game. That's how I separate myself by saying I am playing. If you see that, that means that is something that I am wagering on. If you don't see it, it's because I'm creating content as an employee of Yahoo Sportsbook as a betting analyst. And so I have to talk about other things, but it doesn't mean I have to put my money on everything. (laughs) Well, I have to imagine now, because you're betting so often that you have to have a very good system of tracking all of your bets, obviously. Have you noticed anything change since you've started to bet a little bit higher volume? 
Um, the I think I found a really good balance of that last year. Finally, um, this past season in college football, I had a spreadsheet that I gave out to everybody, and I said, "Here's the link. You can see it. It's being updated as soon as something is posted to Twitter. It is automatically input into the spreadsheet, and there's one column of every single bet that I've ever talked about, whether on a podcast, in an article, here, oh, anywhere else, in video format. I post the link. I post the play, and then." If I have something I am playing, well, then there's another tab for that that tells you this is the exact dollar amount that I put on. Um, this is the plus money, the ROI that you've made, whatever it is. So you see it. So it's a basically a replica. It's a replica of what I've done, but now it's like this is what I am actually putting my hard work money on. And so it's easy for you to follow. It's easy for you to track. And of course, that is going to be the higher percentage than what I've done overall. But I mean, I think that's just what works for me. I'm not saying other people need to do this, but if I'm following somebody, I would like to know what are they most successful at. And I track it out by totals, by spreads, by money lines. I'm I'm a numbers person. I got to put it all out there. Otherwise, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> no, but to your point, in our industry especially, I think transparency is the key. It's the number one here. Like we want to like, just don't give out plays and not keep track of anything. We want to know uh, what you're doing well. So I so appreciate that about you. I know that you go by the book that you are all about the numbers. And also I really appreciate the transparency that you're talking about here. You're saying, Hey, here's what I like, but here's what I actually want to put my money on. And I think people have to realize we have to make those distinctions because this is our job, which is great because we talk about sports betting every day. It makes us uniquely you know, talented in a way where we have to be talking about this every day. It makes us a little bit better at it every day, but that doesn't mean you want to be placing a bet every single day. So I think that that's an important distinction to make. Um, in the honor of transparency or in, in honor of that, do you have a particularly bad beat that you just can't forget? I don't really have a bad beat, but I have a good win. I actually okay. don't remember the bad beats, um, but it was, what was it? It was like 20... I actually don't remember the exact year. It was Dak Prescott when he was with uh, Mississippi State, and I had them to cover as a underdog. It was a I had them to cover as like a seven point underdog to Alabama, and they're like everyone on the planet. They opened up as seven point dogs. The line ended up closing at twelve, and I was like, "What is happening?" I was like, "No, they're gonna cover," and I was like, "I am betting like my entire bankroll on this. That is going to happen. I trust Dak Prescott. It is gonna work out." Oh my God, on the last play of the game, they were down like, I don't know, 14 points. He ended up coming with a backdoor cover in the last play. It was a walk-off play and it meant I broke my couch from excitement because I literally jumped <laughs> Whatever, up. Whatever, you my... could buy a new couch. I had the Tom Cruise moment where he jumped up on the couch and was like, yeah! <laughs> because it wasn't supposed to happen. I was probably on the wrong side, but it worked out in the last second of the play got the job done. I broke my couch and I needed to replace it the day after because you could not sit on it. You just fell right through. But you had, but you had winnings. So you were but like, I had whatever. a win. But I was right on Twitter. I was right on Twitter. <laughs> so it was all worth it. Broken couch. I mean, this is why it. we do it. This is this why we is do why it. And we've talked about it. this. We've talked about this before. You and I, like, would you rather get the handicap right? Right? Like, that's what we care more about. Like, I want the handicap to be right even if the bet misses by this much. Exactly. I want the analysis. I always give, you see a lot of people who just give a play, Celtics plus four. 
Okay, but why? I want to yeah. give you the why, and I want the why to be the exact reason why it came to fruition. It's because of this touchdown pass, or this player here, this injury that, or the weather here, whatever the case may be. I want it to be that's the exact reason why the play worked out the way I thought that it would. And that, to me, is the most gratifying thing ever. Sometimes you get lucky and you make the right play, but it was the wrong reasoning. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to always improve on that reasoning. Right. So even if you get a win, but it's like, well, I didn't really earn that win. That's not what I thought was going to happen. But it's also, there's only so much you can account for in sports betting. That's why it's called right. gambling. And we, I mean, you talk about the NBA finals and I think about the Celtics crazy fourth quarter in game one or the Warriors, Steph Curry having his phenomenal game. I mean, it's very tough to account for things like that. I'm not expecting the Celtics to have a crazy offensive surge in a fourth quarter of a game necessarily based on what yeah, their information no tells us. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we can't we can't account for those obviously. We could um, probably I wanna... account for Steph Curry though to have amazing games. <laughs> not every game, not every game. I mean, game five, like they they finally kind of got some some defense on him, or maybe he's just tired because of that crazy game the day before. But yeah, it's it's tough. There's just anomalies, obviously, that we can't account for. But with that in mind, I want to switch to thing or not a thing, which is a game that I stole from Gil Alexander from Beeson, um, and I wish it had a more eloquent name, but that's just the way it is. Is this is a thing that we subscribe to, or a thing that we're not really into as far as sports betting? So basically, is it a betting philosophy, strategy, angle that you believe in, or think is a real thing, or use yourself? So. Teasers. Do you like to bet teasers? I'm, I'm primarily thinking football here, but I also want to know uh, just your overall thoughts about teasers. I don't like teasers. In Football <gasps> should be the only thing that you, you do with them in. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Not totals, only ever spreads. And yes. if you bet teasers, I, my philosophy on this, if you bet teasers, you kind of have to bet like all combinations of teasers. And if you're trying to just pick the one, I think that's really difficult. I personally haven't had success with them, but I also probably don't give as much time to it as I know because I, I know that I'm better in total, so I'm going to put my time into that. Why am I going to waste my time in teasers? So for me, it's a pass. In terms of totals, you said do not tease totals. Why do you think that? A lot more volatility, um, especially mm -hmm. now in football with like the extra points and like the the how many times has like a ref missed a call or like forced a call that shouldn't have happened. Like I don't think refereeing involved um, is I think it's less. I think it's more predictive in a spread, more accurate than it is to be in like a total. I don't know. That's just never actually tested that. But that was that was the answer I wanted. I wanted you to say don't tease totals. Excellent. Okay. Uh, what about the zigzag theory? Obviously, I think of the NBA finals, but finally the Warriors break that for the Celtics. But what are your thoughts on the zigzag theory? Do you apply it? Do you use it? So zigzag theory for people who don't know is a player a, you bet on a team uh, to cover in one game. They did not. So now you're going to bet them the exact following game after in a bounce back spot. I personally have never like per, like sought to do that. They should have covered. They should have won. I'm going to do that. Uh, maybe I have in the past, but like it would have been subconsciously and not like intentionally. Um, I personally don't look for it. So I actually had to Google what zigzag theory was before this podcast. So that's how I know. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I, I feel like I working in Vegas for a year at VSIN before starting the Los Angeles City cast, I feel like I heard about it every, especially basketball season was always zigzag theory, zigzag. And the first time I heard it, I thought that sounds made up. Like just you know the team's going to win because they lost <laughs> the last one. Each week is a new week and I treat it as such. Yeah. Okay. I love that. What about big parlays? And I'm, I'm emphasizing big here because I'm talking about many legs. I'm talking about what a lot of sports books would love for you to bet is lots of lots of legs. I actually have a great handicapper who comes on the Los Angeles City cast to talk about WNBA with me. Um, 
he's not a handicapper actually, he's a WNBA writer and his picks are incredible, but he parlays them together. So he goes, oh, I lost this one part. And I was like, man, if you were just betting your individual, you know? So with that in mind, big parlays, and you can say what your limit is. Like how many would you parlay together if you were to do a parlay? I try to keep it. I do parlay actually, if you believe it or not, Mm -hmm. but it's very rare. And it's kind of right now in tennis, just because I trust myself a lot in that. Um, If it's in football, three. If it's in tennis, I can do up to like seven. Um, Are we talking money line too? Are we talking about your parlaying like spreads? Well, for tennis, it's whatever I think is going to be the case, whether it's a game spread, the match total, um, the money line. For football, it's totals um, since that's Mm -hmm. what my strength is. Or money Mm -hmm. uh, money line underdog plays. Um, But I rarely parlay. And if I do, it's only for fun. Like I don't tweet these out. They're like, you know, $10, $20 plays. It's just like, like oh, I have nothing else to do. Parlay. <laughs> yeah. So don't yeah. do them. And I, I think people don't realize that because I think in sports betting, right, it always seems like we're hearing about, check out this great parlay. And I'm like, oh, geez, one thing has to go wrong. It ruins your whole day. And how many did they lose before that one hit? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know. So it's like, it's funny, actually. I have a friend, too, who just started getting into betting, and he only wants to bet stuff that's 10 to 1. And I'm like, okay wow, enjoy okay. enjoy enjoy be that there and tell me yeah but actually hit a 17 to 1 prop in the nba finals recently and that's nice. been you know subsidizing his other losses so however you want to bet it but for me also no big parlays necessarily and by that i mean like yeah more than three the nfl is a unique situation where i do feel like you can parlay even spreads i had i had a good one last year where i t- parlayed three teams together on the spread and it worked out so it can be done i wouldn't have it be your go-to as your bet must ago, win games. Oh, sorry, two seasons ago, no, go ahead. I did have a plus. It was a plus thirteen. It was like a hundred and thirty-five to one parlay. Um, that ended up winning wow. on a five. It was five player prop. It was in the final week of the season. Everyone is hitting their contracts. Everyone is yep. hitting their incentives. That's the time. Type of parlay. That was the only time that I ever did. I didn't hit one in twenty twenty one. That was twenty twenty. Um. But I, it, I, I don't know. I just tried it, and I was like, for shits and giggles, why not go? And it ended up working out. But it made sense. But it was very like Pam. This is the opposite of what I'm trying to encourage, though. You're telling people you hit a 135 to one. But it was very, it was very studied. Like I made yeah. sure that they, they were facing the right opponent. Nobody was like on the bench. Like everyone was playing for something. Like it, the storylines fit the play themselves. Okay. Yeah, so there was there was a lot of research and you still were like, let me just try for fun. Like that was still yeah, the for fun play. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Winning a 135 to 1 sounds very fun. I can't say that I can relate. Uh must win games. So I, when a team no, has their pass. back against the wall, yeah. I don't believe right? in that whatsoever. I don't even consider that a factor. I know a lot of people you'll hear that in storylines when it comes to people's analysis. Oh, the Warriors uh, are down. As, they can't go down two games. Yeah. As soon as I hear that, click next. Swipe. What is the option? <laughs> I'm yeah. not interested. That's not an analysis. That's not a real thing. It could be, sure. Um, but no. I mean, you you can still win, and you can still have to win, but lose. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't consider that I, at all. It's like if you're having an argument with someone, and you were just like, because they have to. <laughs> Excellent. Great. I love the reasoning. Uh, This one, a little bit more nuanced and probably varies, obviously, from sport to sport, but home field or court advantage. We're seeing this kind of shift in years past. And I think as people are just starting to enter into sports betting, especially, I've talked to some writers who come on and maybe aren't um, into betting yet, but they go, well, isn't home field worth three and a half points? And I'm like, depends now, right? So where are you at? 
for the NFL, a hundred percent no for me. And this was like I've been I don't even consider that I haven't considered that probably since like 2015, 2016. Wow. And it was because there's only one man in the NFL that I trust, and his name is Warren Sharp. Years ago, he said that home field advantage is no longer a thing, and it's because they changed the rules and the regulations for how teams, all of them now have to actually rest and not practice and not do anything during their time off when they have a week break. Well, now the traveling is getting easier. Now they're like, everything has just transformed to where the advantage has gone away. Um, so if he says that there's no home field advantage, I believe him, and I've never accounted for it since, and it's been working out just fine. So I'm going to branch off of this a little bit and try to make it a tennis thing. Clay versus grass, that's oh, a different okay. thing, though. That is an entirely different thing. Entirely so different if we're thing. talking about football, no. If we're talking, well, NFL, if we're talking about college, <laughs> that could definitely now be Now we're fact. talking. Now we're yes. talking where it could be because, I don't know, I would love to go like to the whiteout game, and I'm sure that is like the most insane experience ever for anybody. And those are college kids. Those are college kids. Not, they're not used to the pressure that an NFL player is. 100%. And when it comes to tennis, 100% it matters. Nadal on clay doesn't necessarily mean Nadal on hard court, Nadal on grass. There's only very few players who translate successfully to all surfaces, and majority of the players do not. So on tennis, it does matter. Yeah. So there's there's nuance, of course. <clears throat> we can do into that. Uh, the next one I have here is revenge games. Revenge games. So I, I'm thinking of like a player, for example, I went to the Aces Sparks game last week and the uh, LA Sparks have a player who used to be on the Aces. Is she going to have this revenge game kind of thing? So revenge games in general. I don't use it as a handicap. I think they make for fun storylines. So you and I, as, it juicy. as betting analysts, we're also storytellers. So if it makes it more entertaining and we're going to get a little bit more views, hey, then maybe mm -hmm. I'm going to add it and throw it in there. But I'm not actually analyzing it as a, oh, yeah, like it's one point It's one point for them now because it's a revenge <laughs> game. That, no. When it comes to the actual anal analyzing of it, I don't use it. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's, it's fun, but it it's also fun. is funny because... I actually was on Hardwood Handicappers with JVT the other day, one of the Vston basketball shows on Sunday, and he asked me about this as it pertained specifically to the WNBA because Doug Kazarian from ESPN had mentioned that to him, that that's something you have to consider. So I think that, again, everything's nuanced in betting, and so there are moments, and I can specifically think of a time last year when I was betting in the WNBA that there was a player who was playing her former team, and she was a little soured about not getting to continue to play for them and she went off she had 40 points and i missed Thanks. the angle entirely so yeah. that was the game where i was like oh that was the first time i saw the revenge angle come into play but i don't think overall like you said it's not like something i would subscribe points to necessarily and this week with the pga there people i'm hearing storylines of oh the live players they're out for revenge because they're no longer part of the pga you know um. how hard it is to win a golf tournament <laughs> any week of the year it doesn't matter if now you're in the live tour the pga or the euro tour or whatnot it's still now i'm gonna play impossible. hard now, now i'm, I'm gonna, gonna try play to real win hard because i'm no longer in the pga that it doesn't work that way there's still a hundred you guys messed up <laughs> yeah <laughs> very difficult to do now I'm going to try to win this one. Gosh. All right. Uh, this one I'm, I'm very interested to get your take on because I think you've, you've tweeted about this recently, actually. Fading the public. Fading the public. What do you think of that as a strategy? Um, it makes for a good storyline for some people, but no, it does not necessarily <laughs> mean it's not, it's not wrong and it's not right. Um, 
I mean, a lot of the times the public is going to get stuff correct just because it is actually the right side. But it, uh, fading the public for me has never been a thing. I personally don't look at money. I don't look at where it is. I don't look at who, what is being spent on the ticket. Okay, so no reverse line movement for you. No, I don't do reverse line movement. These are things that I have never once used in my handicap. I am looking at the skill sets of player A and the skill sets of player B, team A, team B, and I am analyzing as such. I could care less what everybody else is doing. Yeah, for me, fading the public and looking at reverse line movement, it's very much like almost like the stock market in a way where I'm just like, oh, it's like you're really trying to get into the nitty gritty and you're trying to follow money as opposed to analyze a game. And you can do both. I don't think it's wrong to look at that. But in terms of fading the public, of course, we're talking about whatever side the public, more of the public money is on and then going opposite of that. Right. Um, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily something that I use in my handicap every week either. So it's it's just not something where it's like you, I like, are keeping it simple. Who's playing who? That's all and we need have, to know. Tell me you that. you have to also think of who actually is moving the line. Is it the is it the Joe Schmo who lives in the corner of like tiny town or is it somebody, a betting syndicate <laughs> who has millions of dollars at their disposal who puts in all the high volume that is respected in the market you're thinking of them as hedge funds. Those are the hedge funds. Those groups are the ones that move the market, not the 100 people that are betting all on the Celtics to win because it should be or whatever the case may be. The books pay attention to the big money makers, the people who have been in the industry forever. Those are the people that are moving the lines. So are you yeah. really fading the public or are you really fading the syndicate who probably is on the right side? Right. And also when we talk about sharps, like big money can move a line that doesn't make that person a sharp necessarily. So there's just exactly. so many things that could go into that. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously like if a player gets hurt, then yeah, then the line's going to shift huge too. That's what I would care about. Is this player that's important playing or not? Um, next one is betting odds that are heavily juiced. So I guess I'm going to let you fill that into what do you consider too much juice? For football, anything above 110. Okay. <laughs> I don't touch. I don't touch anything. 110. It's got to be better than that. Um, I'm typically just doing a typical bet on that one unit. I'm not changing anything. When it comes to tennis, I have been known to bet something like 250, 260, 280. Wow. But it's because I know tennis, and not that I don't know football, mm -hmm. but um, tennis is just a very different sport compared to that of football. For football, you're talking about you know 15 players on a team, the coach, the 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 crowd you're talking about so many other things when it comes to Factors. tennis it's one person and i trust mm -hmm. the one person and it depends on the surface and it depends on what round in the tournament and more often than not um you can it's i would say it's considered okay to bet some of these heavier favorites um in tennis just because that's the way the sport is because there's such mm -hmm. a huge discrepancy between like top three top five top ten and the rest of the and top 100 yeah, and I love that you pointed that out because it even lends itself to props when we talk about, oh, props are so heavily juiced, and you go, well, no, I'm just counting on Al Horford to get his rebounds, but he's playing on a team of five people, and he's playing against another team of five people, and there's coaching, and there's implications, so there's always a lot of factors at play, but with tennis, it's like you're playing mano a mano, and so, yeah, that's something that you can actually work with with, with heavy juice. Uh, this one I already know, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Uh, what do you think about relying on only stats and models? So no other storylines, just the stats and and perhaps modeling. I know I you do yours by hand. I do by hand, um, yes, but I don't rely on just what the numbers. If something tells me, like, okay. pick A 
because the de- the number says so. I'm never that person who's like, oh, blind. The number says that. No, I'm mm-hmm. having. I use logic as well. So you're talking about this is what the line says, but then I'm also using my common sense. And mm-hmm. does the weather check out? Does the storyline check out? Are all the players in health? I'm trying to find the balance between what the market is saying and between the storyline that's attached to it, and making sure the two combine. And if they don't, then I stay away. If it's not enough of a vindication for me of like, okay, it's valid or well, maybe, but I'm actually kind of confused. I mean, this coach, this player caught COVID and now he's out or the center is out. Um, all of that come, oh, There's so many that comes in play. It's never for me. Just look at numbers. Numbers is where I start. So with that, do you factor in players, coaches, whoever's involved <laughs> personal lives. I, I think the first person that comes to mind for me from Vison is Wes Reynolds. He knows everything about everyone on any topic. Um, he'll be like, well, this guy's actually going through a divorce right now, or this person's Ooh. kid kept them up all night. So do you factor in things that are going on outside um, of what happens on the court? I think in single game sports, like the PGA and for tennis, yes. Um, for actually the PGA, we have a thing called Strokes Gained Life. And it's Brooks Kepka. He got married. Strokes Gained Life. He's coming into this tournament feeling good, <laughs> which means he's probably not really going to be paying attention to the golf tournament. He wants to get out as soon as he can and go on his honeymoon or go with his wife at the beach somewhere. It's like a good, lo- mm-hmm. good location. Um, Nick Kyrgios, he's kind of like a hot-tempered player on the ATP tour. He gets in fights with a lot of people kind of quite often. So, I mean, yeah, that's something like I'd rather just not mess with him because he could be volatile. Um, <clears throat> but when it comes to like team sports, I have no idea what anybody's doing on their socials. I don't care. I, none of that. But when it comes to single yeah. sports, probably just a smidge a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. I want to know what's going on in your life. I do just for the juiciness of it, but yeah, as far as it factors into the play, not as much. And it's just so difficult. It's the same thing as like a must-win game. Like, oh, now he's fired up. Now he's gonna play hard. And I just don't know that that's the case. Uh, before we let you go, Pam, uh, two questions actually, because I have to know, and I I think it's important to remind people um, that even though we are content creators and we're on social media, that we have interests outside of sports betting. And I know you have several. So what do you like to do outside of sports betting? Well, as of right now, I typically like to play golf um, year-round. The weather's good. Um, I don't know if that's right, far enough away, Pam. That's too... But I mean, right, right now... Are you making bets on the course? I do. Okay. <laughs> I do. How she could goes, I not I be? Do. That's, I so do. that's still work, Pam. That's still I work. I have okay. a specific group of people that call me up specifically when they're like, Pam, we need you. Great. Sign me up. Um, but no, <laughs> when I'm not doing that, which I haven't done in a while, because mm-hmm. I am bodybuilding right now, I have been, mm-hmm. um, and I have a competition coming up in seven weeks is my competition date, date July 30th. Um, it's going to be my first one since pre-COVID because, you know, life happened. But um, I'm really excited about it. I'm get, getting my guns yeah, you're gonna. Are you gonna? I can't free tickets to the gun show right now or no? <laughs> no, we're gonna. Save okay, it. this is yeah, the only good. thing. Else. Absolutely, no, <laughs> absolutely no free tickets. But um, um, no free bets. Yeah. So I do. I am bodybuilding, which just means I am lifting every single day. Right now, I'm in a cut, so I'm dropping my calories to get as lean as I can for stage, and so that's dropping down to anywhere between 10 to 12 percent body fat, and I'm oh, almost geez. there, seven weeks away. So that means my cardio is high and my calories are getting low, but my strength has to maintain as much as it can. So all the things in the gym. These are, I mean, I feel like this is even high stakes what you're doing. This is like this bodybuilding is high stakes. Oh my goodness. Well, you can tell I'm in Los Angeles. If you can't tell, if you didn't know there, there's the daily, uh, fire alarm or, uh, yeah, just a daily reminder. But uh, one last question before we let you go. And I think you've already have this on a pinned tweet, actually, at the top of your Twitter. And you can find Pam's Twitter at PamelaM35. But uh, best advice for new sports bettors or anything recently that's come to mind for you? 
there's a couple of things that I uh, I just switched out my pin tweet because the one that I had previously was you can absolutely love a bet and it doesn't work out. Or you could be like, oh, I'm unsure about this one, and it worked out to perfection. So the key is to feel neutral. If it works out, that's awesome. Go back and review why was it because your your analyst your analyzing on it was correct. It made sure it like uh, it crossed through all the points. Um, if you got it wrong, analyze why you got it wrong. Um, that would be my advice number one. And then the one that I have now is just ignore. Gambling Twitter has become like a cesspool of just like everything. <laughs> I mean, there's so many people now giving make many like, TikToks about it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I love gambling Twitter because I love that you can able to communicate with. I love Twitter, period, because you can talk mm -hmm. to absolutely anyone any given day, get advice, seek advice. But at the same time, there's just so much information on it that it can also just create um confusion so analysis paralysis analysis paralysis it is a thing so my number two advice would be if you made a pick and it was let's just say because basketball is happening right now celtics mm -hmm. to win the series or game five whatever game it is on do not check t twitter to see if somebody matches up to you and if they're not mm -hmm. you're just going to get confused like you made a pick run with it trust yourself and make just like analyze it afterward well maybe i undervalued this or i overvalued mm -hmm. that but the more so than anything especially when it comes to football i got myself in trouble more so often where i love to play and then i saw somebody was opposite and i was like mm -hmm. oh fuck so i changed it and they were wrong i was wrong vice versa whatever the case may be and you're more mad than if you lost it by yourself mad. exactly <laughs> and now you're just like doubting yourself but you also end up changing your process like so now yeah. my process means I post my plays, and I don't look at Twitter at all. I don't post anyone. I don't have notifications. I don't. I do not need to see what other people are on because it's also a reminder that, hey, we are in content creating. A lot of people are using storylines and narratives rather than actual hard data where I use numbers. I use – everyone has their own process, and I have to trust my own. You have to trust your own, and doesn't make them right, doesn't make them wrong. It's just – Everyone is unique, and you just have to go with your gut more often than not. And so I trust myself. You should trust yourself as well. And so if anything, on game day, just leave Twitter alone. Yeah, I love that so much. I mean, trust the process, as always. That's one of my favorite things to say. And I'm glad that I'm not the only person this happens to because I'm having this trouble even in the WNBA because I've met so many incredible handicappers actually this season, and I'll see that they're on something opposite of me, and I panic, and I go, oh, my God, I'm on the wrong side. And then if I switch and it loses, I'm so much more mad. So I'd rather just, like, exactly. trust yourself, take the L yourself. I'd rather lose it myself, right? Exactly. Um, but thank you so much to Pamela Maldonado, uh, Building Bodies, Building Bankrolls. You do it all, so we so appreciate you coming on building bodies. I like that. <laughs> yeah, she builds bodies and bankrolls. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the Los Angeles City Cast. Remember, new episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but not next Monday, because I or Monday, because I will be on vacation for once. That's going to be lovely. Um, but we'll see you back there on Wednesday for more of the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com.